As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. talk about the sorry sorry ballad of kevin and carl halstead what's going on everybody i'm phil sparks i apologize for the way my voice sounds right now oh my lord i'm in a ferocious battle with strep throat then i can only hope that i will recover from if this happens to be the last Uh, the last transmission from me <laughs> you'll know that it got me down either that or some of my enemies in taylor county have finally got to me oh by the way before we get into this i got to go see alabama the other day i'm recording this on a tuesday evening this last thursday i went and seen alabama with exile as the opening act oh my goodness i was in heaven i love 80s music especially 80s country 80s rock all that but 80s country especially and probably because alabama was big in the 80s that's, that's probably the reason why and i love alabama to death they're by far my favorite band and i was lucky enough to get to see them again this is my third time and i actually got to see them before jeff cook left because jeff cook uh has parkinson's disease now and he came off the road he's he's no longer with the band so i consider myself lucky to have been able to see them at the west Virginia state fair with jeff cook still in the lineup but my gosh did they put on a good show and uh exile oh i wouldn't even have big of an exile fan i'm okay with them i don't dislike them or anything but man live oh live they are amazing especially when they sung uh uh what well, i could get used to you oh, oh i love that song that one but then alabama they played for like two hours oh my goodness and i was purely in heaven i mean randy owen if there's anybody in this world because i'm sure a lot of you know 
that I like to play music and consider myself something of a amateur musician. And if there's anybody in this world that I could steal their voice for my own, it would be Randy Owen from Alabama. There's something about his voice. I love it. Love it. And their style of music, they weren't anything like fancy necessarily. Now, they did put some fancy chord changes in there. But as far as like, you know, the the instrumentation and all that, they weren't anything extremely fancy. But they figured it out. Oh, man. It sounded great. And they sounded great last uh, the other night. Glad I got to see them. Like I said, third time. Hopefully, uh, they'll keep doing it long enough for there to be a fourth. I have to have these experiences now so I can tell Anderson about it, you know. And this might be a little bit gloom and doom, but when I think about this, my son, who's going to be born here in a few weeks, he probably won't get to see a lot of these bands that I really enjoyed. You know, ZZ Top, Ted Nugent, Def Leppard, you know, by the time he's old enough to really go to a concert and appreciate it, you know, by the time he's 12, 13, whatever, uh, and hopefully he'll be getting into music. I would hope so. I mean, I'm not going to push him, but, you know, if he does, that's about the time it's sitting with me. Well, by that time, these guys are going to be like 80, 90 years old if they're still around at all. So there's your depressing little thought. Now let's get into the actual depressing subject matter for the show this evening. I told you we're going to be talking about Kevin and Carl Halstead. This isn't really a true crime podcast. We've covered a few instances here and there. But I've been wanting to kind of switch it up a little bit lately, and I figured, hey, what better way than to uh, uh, tie this in to, to do a little bit more of a, a podcast to explain a, a case, the little bit that I know about it. But what better way to do that than to tie it in with a conversation uh, topic that we've been having on this podcast lately and that is uh the uh, child abuse specifically child abuse in or around the conservative holiness movement disclaimer i am not blaming the conservative holiness movement for this i mean i'm not legally stupid here so I'm not charging, uh, you know, or defaming any part of the holiness movement in this podcast. But I'm going to tell you about a couple guys that were a part of the holiness movement when I was a kid. Let me take this back to the beginning, I guess. Probably on episode number one, if there's any of you that listen now that were listening back then, which I don't know why you would have. Those first few episodes were torture. We talked about Clinton Camp and and how we raised some some heck over there. <laughs> Just you know, like to have a little fun, and uh, you know, got in a wee little bit of trouble. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna try to refrain from sniffing and snorting into this microphone, but I am in complete and total nasal misery at the moment. Um. Kevin and Carl Halstead were fixtures of Clinton Camp for as far back as I can remember. I was born in 92, so I started going to Clinton Camp pretty much immediately. We missed a few years in the 90s, and then pretty much from then on, it was Clinton Camp up until, uh, up until after I got married. We even bought a cabin up there at one point. And for those of you that are not familiar with how that camp works, 
and really for those that aren't familiar with the holiness movement in general, so you'd have these church camps and people would, uh, they, they would have like housing for you while you were there, a, a dorm or whatever, or these cabins to rent. Well, some people would just build their own or I don't think I ever actually saw one built. I think they were just older ones that people would buy. They'd change hands through the years and all that. And they'd basically buy a cabin to have for two weeks out of the year. Actually, not even two weeks, 10 days. It was a 10-day camp. Ran from Thursday, um, Thursday evening, ran through that weekend, and ran through the following Sunday night, and it was over. We even had a cabin up there at one point. Mom had bought one. It was a nice one. So anyways, we, we were up there at, at Glinton Camp for, you know, most of my childhood. And... Um, it's where I met my wife. I got many good memories up there. I wouldn't trade my memories at Clinton Camp for nothing. Met my wife. Uh, we got married and I uh, kept going back for a little while up until the point where things got a bit hairy. <laughs> anyways, I, we've probably told that story, but if we haven't, that's for another time. But anyways, Kevin and Carl Halstead. I saw them there for years. They were... Uh, there were these kind of guys, they were never like on the stage. Uh, they were never important figures as far as somebody with, um, you know, authority or anything. But they were always there, helping out at work days or whatever they would have throughout the year. And at one point during my teenage years, they even had uh, Clinton Camp, specifically Bobby Evans, started these, like these youth meetings and they would be held, for those of you at Clinton Camp, and they're familiar with it, to be held there in like the, uh, the lunch stand, the big area there where we would all go after evening service. And they would have those there, and it'd usually be food and stuff. And uh, I think me and Pap even took our, our instruments up there and uh, played a set one time. And uh, Kevin and Carl would also be at those. I specifically remember... Uh, at least Carl being there, or Kevin, I'm sorry. And um, I remember mom saying one time that she saw Kevin Halstead, who, ah, he's probably about 10 years older than I am, maybe. But she had seen Kevin walking a little girl holding her hand up there. And mom made the comment to my dad. She said, uh, Ralph, uh, that boy would never be walking any child of mine by herself. I guarantee you that. So mom had him pegged from the very beginning, at least uh, at least the one. And so years go by, and I leave Clinton Camp, and lo and behold, guess what hits the news? But that Kevin Halstead and Carl, his dad, have been charged with some very nasty things. Specifically, let's see if we can pull up some things here. I'm working totally off my phone tonight instead of the laptop, so it might be a little harder for me to pull some of this stuff up. Uh, let's just let's just go to Carl's charges first, and uh, credit for all this stuff that I'll read from and play for you tonight from WTOV9.com. That's the local news up in uh, like the well, the Panhandle area in West Virginia, which is generally wheeling. Um, let's just read a little bit of this. Carl Halstead was found guilty on three counts of aiding and abetting his son, uh, aiding and abetting his son to sexually assault and abuse a nine-year-old boy. The jury deliberated 
less than an hour to come up with its verdict on Wednesday in a Hancock County courtroom. Hancock County is a, uh, uh, one of the northernmost, it might be the northernmost county in West Virginia, for those of you that aren't familiar with the area. The decision caps a three-day trial in which the victim and both Kevin and Carl Halstead testified. The boy's mother was also called to testify, along with expert witnesses who spoke about the mental and physical injuries they observed on the victim. The case is extremely serious, Prosecutor David Cross said. It's one of the worst cases of child abuse I have ever been involved with, and part of that was the defendant was in no way related to the victim, and it was a circumstance of him basically abducting the child into his home and sexually assaulting him. Then they also wrote in here, because this is an old article that Carl's sentencing would take place at a later date. Uh, They also wrote that Kevin Halstead already pleaded guilty to several charges for his role, including child abuse and sexual assault. He was sentenced to five to 25 years in prison. Now, I have a couple clips here to, to play, and we'll go ahead and play this one from the article I was just reading to you. This is from uh, WTOV Channel 9 uh, reporting on Carl Halstead uh, being found guilty. Now to our other big story. The jury came to a decision today in the fate of a Hancock County man in court accused of helping his son sexually abuse a nine-year-old. His 40-year-old son, Kevin Halstead, pleaded guilty to the crime in April, and Carl Halstead was in court accused of luring the boy into their home and holding him down. News 9's Kendall Forward has been in the courtroom since day one. She joins us live now in the News 9 newsroom. Kendall, what did the jury decide here? Well, it didn't take the jury long to convict Carl Halstead. They found him guilty on all three counts of aiding and abetting his 40-year-old son, Kevin Halstead, in sexually abusing a young boy in their home in Newell. We, the jury, unanimously find beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant, Carl Halstead, is guilty of the felony offense of aiding and abetting Kevin Halstead in the commission of the felony offense of sexual assault in the first degree. A bittersweet ending for prosecutor David Cross. So I'll, I'll live with it forever, and I'm very happy for uh, that justice was done, and I'm very happy for the result for the victim. He's a really brave little boy who I've got to know very well, and he's just a wonderful kid. In closing arguments, Cross recounted the evidence built over the past three days against Carl Halstead. The phone calls to his son saying he'd rather live his life as a fugitive than join him in prison. The expert testimony from doctors on the victim's injuries they observed and testimony Kevin Halstead gave when he took the stand against his own father. He says he was in the home at the time, a fact that Carl disputed when he took the stand. All evidence went against Halstead's denial of any knowledge or participation in the crime and defense's attempt to build doubt as to another party's involvement. Detective Harvey uh, and myself uh, have spent a lot of hours and a lot of time working on this case and seeing that justice is done. The five men, seven women jury dismissed any notions made by defense or Halstead himself when he took the stand that witnesses were lying, including the young victim, when he made his testimony through closed circuit TV saying Halstead held him down by his arms and legs. The case is extremely serious. It's one of the worst cases of child abuse I've ever been involved with. And part of the reason for that is that the defendant was not in any way related to the victim. And it was the circumstances of a stranger basically abducting a child, taking him into his home, and sexually assaulting him. So he held him down. This is probably 
uh, one of the most despicable cases I've ever heard of. But I say that, you know, fully understanding that I've, I've not been around these cases a lot, but it's full on disgusting. Now, that was Carl's day in court with the, with the you know, the jury finding. Let's see if I can find here their sentence. Yeah, here it is right here. Here's Carl Halstead, the dad, getting sentenced by uh, Judge Jason Cuomo. Another big story we're following this afternoon, biting words from a Hancock County judge as he essentially handed down a death sentence for a 72-year-old man, up to 300 years in connection to a sexual attack on a 9-year-old boy. Just as quickly as Carl Halstead was brought into the courtroom for sentencing, he found himself face-to-face -face with Judge Jason Cuomo so he could better hear what was about to happen. Can you hear me now? Yes. Sit. From there, the judge laid in to the convicted 72-year-old. If I was authorized by the state legislature to impose the death penalty, you'd have it today. As sure as I'm sitting here, you would be on death row today. But the judge could only impose the maximum penalty, 75 to 300 years. Carl Halstead's crimes, three counts of aiding and abetting in the sexual assault on a nine-year-old neighbor. He did it with his own son, Kevin Halstead, in 2014. You and your son lured three young children to your home on the pretext of doing work around the house in exchange for money and treats, I think. Testimony was uh, popsicles. The judge called the crimes unspeakable. Through a victim impact statement, the child's mother weighed in, saying both Carl and 40-year-old Kevin stole her son's innocence and sense of security. Emotional, physical, and psychological damage will have to be faced by my son for a lifetime. We are reliving a nightmare every waking moment and cannot fathom the opportunity for these men to hurt another child. Judge Cuomo noted that he was not the one who signed off on the plea deal and sentence for Kevin, who was only serving five to 20 years behind bars. He is, however, prepared to make a recommendation to the parole board if and when it comes time. I can recommend that they not let him out. That is what I will do for this family. Cuomo also had yeah. this to say to Carl about his sentence. Because of your age, this effectively is a death sentence. So I hope that the victim and his family will receive some solace and comfort in that. Now, even after today's proceedings and after Kevin testified against his father at trial, Carl left today maintaining his innocence, saying, quote, I know I'm not guilty. He was given the option to address the victim's family, but declined. Terrible. Couple cowardly men. A lot of people think I just have a bone to pick with the holiness movement. I don't. The main thing that this all revolves around to me is don't trust blindly anyone. So just because you're at a church camp and a pastor or a preacher, you know, says something to you, or just because somebody who goes there, who's a good parishioner, says something to you, don't just blindly follow it. Now, this did not occur on the Clinton campgrounds, but these men were there regularly for years. And I have, um, but, but I should state, I have zero evidence to point to the fact that they did something on the campground. I don't know that. I don't know that at all. But they very well could have. They were um, able to. And uh, this story could have been much worse than it is. 
That's why I hammer on these things. It's not out of some vendetta against the Holiness Church. I mean, I, just because I dis, uh, disagree with somebody's religious beliefs, I have no desire to run around trying to tear them down. This is purely about safety and keeping yourself and those that you love safe from these type of men. These two men right here, Kevin and Carl Halstead. So, like I say, just because you're in a religious setting, these kind of men are still there. Now, I do like what Dr. Graham said that time that we, were, that we had him on. Don't run around suspecting everybody. I'm just saying, use common sense. Use common sense. Now, I'm going to read some things from the Weirton Daily Times from Weirton, West Virginia. And if you're listening to this with your kids, now would be a good time to um, have them leave the room or wait until later when you can listen to this without, uh, you know, younger ears around. Well, let's read this from the Weirton Daily Times. The son of a new man who is on trial for participating in the sexual assault of a nine-year-old boy in 2014 said that, that his father is not a predator or a child molester. Kevin Halstead, who is serving four to 20 years in prison for first-degree sexual assault, said his father, Carl Halstead, was at their Jefferson Street house when the assault happened, but did not actively participate. Listen to these terrible, disgusting excuses. Instead, he said his father held the boy in place on the bed while Kevin was trying to get off the bed. Here's his quote. He was trying to help both of us. He was holding uh, the boy down so I wouldn't hurt him. Wearing an orange prison jumpsuit, Halstead looked at his father and smiled slightly as he walked past following his testimony. Can you imagine how awkward that would be? <laughs> Kevin Halstead's testimony capped the opening day of the jury trial in which the alleged victim's mother also testified. The state called six witnesses on Monday and is expected to call you. Okay, we can go on past that. Um, the alleged victim, who is now 10, is scheduled to testify. Like I said, this is an old article. Under lengthy questioning, Kevin Halstead described the three incidents that are named in the September 2014 indictment. Incidents involving oral sex, digital penetration, and sodomy. The state alleges that in late June or early July 2014, the boy and a six-year-old friend were pulled into the Halstead's rental home after finishing a job for them. Once the younger boy escaped, the nine-year-old was kept there while Kevin committed sexual acts on him. Carl Halstead is accused of holding the boy down while the assault was taking place. Carl's the one that we just heard the judge uh, give the sentence to. Kevin Halstead testified on Monday that the boy was not forced into the house, but that he came back later after being given a popsicle for payment and barged into his bedroom. See, these pieces of human filth, they always try to make it, um, well, I can't say always, but a lot of times. Well, well, he came on to me, a child. This is disgusting. He said the incident of oral sex happened accidentally after he tried to get the boy out of his room. Here's his quote. I tripped in the doorway. He jumped on the end of the bed, which was real close. I fell on top of him. This makes my blood boil. This guy thinks 
Well, this guy, he insults all of our intelligence. Do you think that's what just happens when you trip? You piece of trash? Kevin Halstead said the incident of digital penetration happened as he was tickling the boy on his belly. Huh. Something's not adding up here, Kevin. We do a little tickling on the belly, and next thing you know... Oh, Lord. Finally, the incident of sodomy happened after the boy had pulled his pants down and Kevin fell on top of him. He said, I'd been quite dizzy that day. As for his father's involvement, Halstead said his father, despite being hard of hearing, came into the room to inquire about the commotion. He only held the boy down so that Kevin could safely get off the bed. You know how difficult and unsafe it can be, right? When somebody's on the bed and you're trying to get off them, you always require somebody to hold them down. This is disgusting to me. There is no amount, as far as I'm concerned, there's no amount of punishment that would be too bad for these two. Afterward, he said his father gave the boy a hug to reassure him everything was okay. I tried to, too, but he took off. Halstead said the boy wasn't crying and that he, quote, seemed normal. A week later, at a church camp with his father, he said the two of them prayed that God would forgive us and help us for the accident. The accident, you see? Never take responsibility for your actions. Heck no. It was an accident. Kevin Halstead was arrested at the Mercer County PA campground in late August of 2014, while his father was not picked up until late October, seven weeks after his indictment. The U.S. Marshal Service Fugitive Task Force found him in Marion County, Indiana. He was extradited to Hancock County. A church camp, people. Actually, I'm, I would be interested, if anybody knows what CHM church camp is in Mercer County, PA, I would be interested to know which one they were at. The victim's mother testified through tears that she learned about the incident from her son several days later on July the 8th. He told me he was touched improperly. She said her son also told her that he was tied up, that three people were involved, and that a, quote, old man held him down while the man's son performed sexual acts on him. On Monday, after taking the witness stand, the mother held her right hand up to her face, apparently to block her view of Halstead. After leaving the courtroom, stating, I can't do it, she was told she could look away while she answered questions from the defense attorney. And that's the story of Kevin and Carl Halstead. Now, Kevin was also charged later on on a separate incident after he was already put in prison and was given more time. A man convicted of sex crimes against children in court today to face another victim. It's our top story at 6. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rich Pierce. And I'm Jennifer Black. Kevin Halstead appeared in Hancock County Circuit Court this morning and was prepared to go to a non-jury trial. But Halstead changed his mind after only one witness took the stand, the 12-year-old victim in the case. News Science David Singer was in court. He joins us now live in the newsroom with the details. Good evening. This case involves an incident in the summer of 2014. The victim was eight years old at the time. That victim took the stand, kept their composure, and explained Halstead's incident of abuse. 
Kevin Halstead is already serving a prison sentence of 4 to 20 years. He was brought back before Judge Jason Cuomo to face a new charge of felonious sexual abuse and a new victim. That victim was a prior witness in the nine-count indictment in which Halstead was found guilty. It was obviously the state's intention to um, seek prosecution of this matter. It just sometimes takes a little bit of time to get the kids comfortable to testify. The now 12-year-old victim recounted how Halstead paid the child to move tires and do other busy work around his home. Halstead took the victim inside one day, threw the victim on the couch, and tried to take the victim's pants off. Unsuccessful, Halstead took off his own pants and then, according to the victim, tried to rub his genitals on the victim. The victim ran out of the house. The victim would return weeks later, refusing Halstead's invitation inside his home for popsicles, but the victim's group of friends went inside. The victim said, quote, I th thought he was trying to do to them what he did to me. Asked by the prosecution why the child didn't report the crime sooner, the victim said that it was feared that a brother would beat up Halstead and that the sibling would get in trouble. Victims don't often disclose until they feel safe. The victim was about to face cross-examination when the defense stopped the non-jury trial. The defense said after hearing the victim's testimony, Halstead remembered the incident and admitted his actions. He changed his plea to guilty. So there you have it. The filthy, filthy story of Kevin and Carl Halstead. By the way, if you had kids at Clinton camp around this time, so any time before 2014, like I said, I remember them there as far back as I can recall. Talk to them. See if uh, everything's on the up and up. Like I said, I'm not faulting Clinton camp for this. You can't be held accountable for what you didn't know. But going forward, Clinton camp, Roger Hatfield president of Clinton camp, I would urge you to take some measures to keep this kind of thing from happening. I'm not an expert on it. We've had an expert on. Get in touch with uh, Dr. Andrew Graham. He's a holiness man, and I know that um, that will carry a um, large amount of weight. Talk to him about it. Get some things in uh, set in motion there to keep these kind of things from happening. Anyways... Be that as it may, I do get tired of hearing these stories, but it's a problem as old as, almost as old as time, I guess, and it will continue to be a problem, and that's why I think we should take these extra steps. Like I said, I'm not just flying in the face of the holiness movement, I'm not doing that at all, I'm just urging you to realize what's going on here. Don't just defend the holiness movement as an institution just because it's an institution. Stop defending that. Don't worry about how you'll be perceived. Just do what's right. Keep your kids safe. I mean, that should be a simple enough request, right?
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.